Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Okay, welcome back. One of my favorite subjects today as we're going to be talking about education and actually had lunch with a buddy of mine earlier today who's uh, been very successful in the financial industry and we're having lunch and talking about Noble U. And he's like, and, and I'm telling him some things that uh, I'm not talking about publicly yet, but he's he's like, oh, oh man, I, uh, now we're right in my, now we're right in my uh, wheelhouse, this being my friend. And he said, listen, uh, I'm just wondering, as my kids get older, our oldest is going off to college in a couple of years, and they have a couple other kids. And he's like, what am I really doing that's going to make a difference? It's important. Yeah, I don't know. i got to support my family, make some money. But uh, how much is enough? And, uh, man, he goes, I would love to be doing what you do. And he wasn't talking about radio. He was talking about being in the classroom and trying to help shape the minds of the next generation uh, with the right perspective for us, uh, obviously, as Christians. But uh, so there was that conversation that was at one o'clock today. So I, I love that topic. And as we talk about uh, education today, if we got to go back a little bit, 2004, when I became a Christian activist, and then we started engaging the public school system here in North uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, which is the Wake County public school system. And uh, people used to ask, especially the press, because we would mess around with the Wake County public schools. Uh, Mr. Noble, where do your kids go to school? Because they knew we were homeschoolers. And I would say, well, we're homeschoolers. Well, then what are you doing? What are you guys doing messing around with the Wake County Public Schools? And I said, well, do you want my constitutional answer or my biblical answer? I'll tell you what, I'll give them both. Here's my constitutional answer. Uh, uh, my, uh, my tax dollars are going into the Wake County Public School System. So where my dollars go, I go. And as a Christian, it doesn't matter whether my kids are in the Wake County School System or not. It doesn't even matter if I have kids. Uh, other kids are in there. And so I'm supposed to love my neighbor as myself. And so I started to pay more attention to the educational system back then, as opposed to just being uh, content with the fact that we were in the homeschooling world. And it was around 2007, 2008, actually right around when I got on the radio, that I started hearing about Thales Academy. And I'm like, okay, what is this all about? And then that's when I learned about Bob Luddy, who's the founder, who's a very successful business guy, but had another vision for education that the, that the public school system simply cannot do. And then going back to more of a classical education model, we used to call that liberal arts, where you actually learn how to speak. Now it's just liberal, but, now, but liberal arts where you learn how to speak and think and communicate. And you can uh, wade into all kinds of topics. You have critical thinking skills. And that's Thales began to grow, Thales Academy, one after another, after another, after another, to compete with the public school system, which is why I'm sure the public school system hates Bob Luddy. And so then a few years later, not that long ago, I started hearing about Thales College. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, let's keep going. This is a different player on a different part of the same wall. And then, lo and behold, Josh Herring sends me an email, uh, who is a professor of classical education at Thales College. And we had breakfast not that long ago, had some coffee, and here you are. Josh, good to see you. Great to see you, too, Steve. So glad to be here. That was a long-winded introduction, but it's great to, It's great to have you here, and, uh, and I'm you excited. You hit so many high points. It was great. Well, I mean, we, we both ended up in the world of education, mm -hmm. uh, slightly different landing zones, but we're doing the same thing, largely. Uh, so let's let's just back up a little bit. Let's talk about Thales. I gave a little bit of history there, but I want people to understand uh, Thales is not uh, it's not going to fit into your 
private Christian education environment, though it's not far off of there. It's definitely not going to fit into the public education. So I think a lot of people haven't really understood what Thales Academy is all about. And understanding Thales will then allow us to understand the college. Sure. Uh, so Thales Academy got its start in 2007 when Bob spoke with a group of parents and they expressed being really frustrated with the lack of options in Wake County. And Bob took the same entrepreneurial spirit to starting a school that made him such a success in getting one of the first charters in North Carolina with Franklin Academy and having previously started a Catholic classical school. And he said, "Okay, I'll make a uh, new uh, classical school and it's going to be able to grow. And that was Thales Academy. It started in 2007. And 16 years later, we have 14 campuses. We serve 5,600 students. And uh, we have we use a model called direct instruction in elementary school that helps our elementary school students learn how to read and do math at uh, great levels of proficiency. Yeah. And then beginning in sixth grade, we have a classical curriculum where we follow a great books driven literature approach, a primary source driven approach to history, wonder based math and science instruction. We all of our students begin learning Latin in middle school. They can choose Latin or Spanish in high school. We do all of that uh, within the general framework of the Judeo-Christian Greco-Roman tradition. Uh, we affirm that all human beings are made in the divine image and are worthy of dignity. And we believe that all students, regardless of their religious background, need to learn to interact with each other in that framework. Yeah. They all need this education. And it's in part because we're doing something really unique that really nobody else is doing. Uh, that Thales Academy uh, entered into the Yas Prize competition this year. And I'm really excited to share that uh, actually Thales uh, was one of 2,000 applicants for the Yas Prize. Uh, the Yas Prize is given to one school each year. They get a million-dollar first-place wow. prize uh, for schools that best exemplify four principles that are sustainable, that are transformative, that are outstanding, and that are permissionless. And Thales Academy really exemplifies all of those. We are changing the face of education in the yeah, K-12 landscape. Definitely. So we're one of those top 64 quarterfinals. Out of 2,000. Out of 2,000. Which is so awesome. I'm really excited to see where that contest goes over uh, the next couple of months. We'll, we'll know for sure if we make it all the way to the top by the end of December. Yeah, the I, I think most of us would say if you take an innovative entrepreneurial person like Bob Luddy with a Judeo-Christian worldview – and uh, you, you bring that in the educational space. I mean, I think that's why ultimately one of the reasons Donald Trump won in 2016 is because he's we're like, OK, let's get somebody outside that whole mess to come in there with a business mindset and somebody that understands uh, education. And in this case, classical education, I want to make sure people understand what that is uh, and to do it affordably. Like you think of private Christian schools and most of them are going to be at least eight thousand dollars and up ten thousand dollars, eleven thousand dollars private Christian school. And when you start looking at Thales Academy, I mean, it starts at about five. That doesn't go any higher than sixty five hundred the high school level. Uh, and, and it's just outside the norm. There's so much about Thales that doesn't fit the regular school system, which is why I praise the Lord that it's there, uh, because it's obviously been successful and continues to grow. So what was the leap? It seems logical to go from Thales Academy to Thales College, but was that kind of always on the on the radar screen, Josh? No, I don't think so. Um, certainly, I was part of the academy. Uh, I came on board in 2013 as a teacher and I didn't start hearing about Thales College until probably 2016, 2017. And it was really a, a dream. It was really, and a lot of the factors were similar. Uh, Bob was looking at the higher education landscape. It cost too much then, and that's only gotten yeah. worse now. Oh, yeah. And there were already starting to be huge problems of schools not being able to demonstrate what exactly do students learn for their time here. <laughs> what did I just get for my eighty to $160,000? 
It's a great question. Yeah. It's one we can answer here in a second, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, the answer to that, uh, in short, is not much. What are your kids going to school for? To learn how to think, to be game changers. That's why we're talking to them. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble. Check this out. The mission of Thales College. Thales College provides an affordable liberal arts and professional education so that, like, you're like, what's the deal? Like, we were just talking with Josh. You go spend all this money and all this time at a college. What are you getting? The answer to that most of the time is not much. Uh, liberal arts and professional education so that students develop the wisdom, intellectual ability, meaningful knowledge, moral character, and professional excellence needed to thrive in life and work. Thales College is named after Thales and Miletus, a master of thought and one of the first ancient Greek philosophers, which I just taught through Greek civilization a couple weeks ago. Thales used his knowledge to lead Miletus to success in business and to advance the best thinking of his day. Thales College aims to model his example of learning and leading in the community. This is studying the classics, original source material, going back and studying the people that uh, think and, and communicated in ways that most of us in the 21st century can't even begin to comprehend. That's why when you read older works, you're like, can I get an interpreter here? And uh, and that's because we're a lot dumber than they were. And so we have to get back to that. So Josh Herring is with us. He's a professor of classical education at Thales College, which just launched recently, uh, kind of a natural extension of Thales Academy, which started all the way back in 2007. If you're here in the Triangle area, you're probably very familiar with Thales. Many of you have probably had sons or daughters or friends that have had kids in Thales Academy. And and it's obviously not a regular school. Uh, It's not a regular private school. And it's just a, a... it's going backwards, really. So when we say liberal arts education, Josh, and we talk about classical education, what is that? Because there's some people in the homeschooling world that understand that. And they're like, oh, yeah, classical conversations. I understand classical education. But most people don't. Sure. Uh, before we get there, I'll just say for Thales Academy, when we're in one sense, we go backwards to the best of what's been thought and taught. But we're always trying to do that with an attention to how do we apply this in our lives? Right. So we're not going backwards in all senses, but in, in the most important. You were just senses. mentioning the book, How yeah. Now Shall We Live? That's right. That's right. We want to we want to help our students learn how to live well in the world. And that's true for the academy and the college. A classical education is a it's a complicated term. Uh, now, did you ask about classical education or liberal arts? I'm Both. Sure. Both. OK, good. Because uh, they really get they get thrown together a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what we mean by classical education is an education that's focused on the things that everybody needs to learn at a given stage of education. So in college, we're looking really at this last piece of formal education before people head into the workforce, begin a family, uh, get married, settle down, and are really that last piece. So what we're looking at at that, at that stage is what are the books that everybody should read? What is the wisdom all of our students need? What are the skills they're going to need to be successful in their chosen careers? Uh, you, meant, you read in our mission statement, we've got those four different pieces that we, you, we use to define wisdom. Uh, all of those things are people are pieces that our students need. Uh, they need moral character. They need the professional skills. They need the thoughts of, from the great masters of the past. Uh, all of those prepare them to step into the present. Now, on the liberal arts side, that's a term from the, the Latin there is the artes liberales. It's the idea that there are certain disciplines, certain academic knowledge that set people free from ignorance. These are the things that are studied, not because they give you a utilitarian benefit, some kind of 
oh, I'm going to do this so that I look really good in my job right, application right, someday. Right. But rather, you read Chaucer because Chaucer has a beautiful command of language, and we want to learn to imitate what Chaucer's saying. Uh, we study with Plato because he asks great questions, and he shows us more truths about reality. And by studying Plato, we better understand the world that God has given us. Uh, so we combine the classical uh, education and liberal arts at Thales College and then we also ask students to use, to apply everything they're learning in regular paid internships that we help them mm. find uh, throughout their, their years with us. So that as they step into the workforce, they've got job experience, they've got networking, they've got those initial professional habits that are putting them head and shoulders yeah, above their peers. Yeah, yeah. That, you mentioned the word networking. Uh, I've taught my kids for years and they all pretty much live this way now. That really is who you know from salvation on down. That's so good. <laughs> like, okay, uh, if you get into, uh, to use an old man's term, uh, my Rolodex, you get into my phone. <clears throat> uh, I know so many people across the country from just being active for the last 20 years. And generally, there's a great book called The Go-Giver that I gave all our kids for Christmas a few years ago. And that's like, hey, when you meet other people, uh, try to figure out if there's anything you can do to serve them, help them advance what they're working on, assuming that you agree with it and it's something uh, that the Lord would say, yeah, that's good. Uh, and then find a way to help them. And then guess what? Sooner or later, they're going to do the exact same thing for you. And and you went into it to be a go-giver rather than a go-getter. Mm. And so just watch. This is just this is just sowing and reaping. That's all this is. It's trying to love your neighbor as yourself, to show deference to people. And and I've seen things come around for the last 20 years. I'm like, I that wasn't my idea. I didn't – where'd that come from? And it's just because you're you're seeking to serve other people and, and get to know other people. That can't be your motivation, which is what you were saying. Right. To go get something from people. Uh, but relationships, I mean, that's how the gospel got to you. That's how the gospel got to me is through relationships. And, and just to teach people, it sounds very strategic. Like, like this is life on I, purpose. Yeah, it really is. And that, that strategic is really key to what we're doing that's different than the typical college model. It's typically in the United States, college takes four years. Uh, it's now uh, a bit unusual to actually finish undergrad in four years. Most <laughs> students take five or six. You mean they actually want more of your money? Well, they do. And, and they're part of many colleges allow students so much choice that it's actually hard for students to complete a major. Right. We go a very different approach. We do a, an intentionally designed three-year college experience that helps students finish a Bachelor of Arts in Entrepreneurial Business, a Bachelor of Arts in Classical Education, or a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering. Uh, and we do that by, instead of taking a 14-week summer break, we do three semesters a year. Mm. Our students complete the same amount of academic work that they would at any other college. They do 120 credits for an eight, eight semesters. But we do that in just short of three years. So that, that gives our students a leg up. Yeah. We, we don't think that they're there to be perpetual students. No. They're, mm -hmm. they're here to get that finishing piece of their education, that last bit of academic formation. And then we want to help them go from there to wherever they're going. And that we can do that faster, and we can do that a lot more affordably than yeah. other schools. Yeah, and and that's the trick. The uh, our son, I don't know if we talked about this before when we had coffee, uh, is a media arts guy. He works in the gaming industry. He's out in San Francisco. He went to a school called Full Sail University. Same thing. You get a, you get a four year bachelor's degree worth of hours, but he did it in twenty two months. Mm. So like, we don't believe in summer breaks. We don't believe in extended fall breaks. We we believe in a little bit of a Christmas break, but not a big one. Uh, and it was really intense. And by the time when he graduated, which was in June of whatever year that was, all of his friends that fall were going back for their junior year in college. Mm. 
And, and he just got out into the world before them. And he did not waste his time a- academically on basically high school 2.0, which is the most common thing in most universities around mm-hmm. this country, where they basically take your high school classes with general education and pump them up a little bit and make you pay for it. I mean, it's a, a, no, this needs to be a training place. It's almost like from a Christian perspective, if we go back to uh, Labrie, okay, why, why would you go hang out with Francis Schaefer at Labrie? Because you want to get into the deep end of the pool, mm-hmm. think about the deep issues, about deep truths, so that you can, back to the books, so that you know how you should live your life now, especially if you're a believer, so that you can be an impact player and a kingdom player. Uh, and, and we've just kind of lost that. I think we've just kind of gone along with the rest of the sheeple. And we play the same game everybody else plays. That's what I love about you guys is that you're not playing the same game. No, we're 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 doing something really different, and so far our students are really excited about it. We've got we just started our second year, uh, so we now have students who are in the second year of their program, wow. and another group that just started uh, with us, and they love what they're doing, and the opportunities they've got are fantastic. And they're probably not in a classroom with 400 other students. No, they're <laughs> small, relationally driven classrooms. A conversational model is yeah, thoroughly possible awesome. at Thales College. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, an interesting twist here because obviously Josh has been down the seminary road he's teaching in a school that is technically not a christian school i'm going to unpack that we'll be right back hundreds of souls welcome back it's steve noble the steve noble show josh herring's in the house he's a professor of classical education at thales college thalescollege.org is the website t-h-a L-E-S, if you're wondering what is Thales, look it up. I'm going to tell you the exact same thing that my dad did to me for years. I do it to my students. They'll ask me a question in class. Mr. Noble, what's this? What about that person? And I'll just say, look it up. I'm not going to give it to you. Go find it yourself. Learn how to dig. Teach you how to go fish instead of me just handing you a fish. So look it up, Thales. You'll you'll learn a lot about that. And that'll make sense when you understand what Thales is up to. Not just the academies, which have been around since 2007, but Thales College, which is in, in its second year. ThalesCollege.org. Josh Herring, again, is professor of classical education. And we were just talking on the break, Josh. And again, thanks for coming in. Uh, about classical education and this kind of uh, – there's like a renewal going on across the country. And, and being Christian-friendly, while not overtly a Christian school, I think when you teach – classical education. You teach uh, uh, platonic thinking, the Socratic method. I think when people learn to be intellectually curious and intellectually honest, I think oftentimes that I'll wait for them at the end of that road with the gospel, because I know if they're intellectually honest, the gospel is going to make perfect sense to them by the time they get there. They're going to understand. They're going to look at the world systems. They're going to look at the different religions, and Christianity is going to meet you there because Christianity is true. And a liberal arts education should drive you down the road to find truth, and we have the ultimate truth. So I know I'm just going to – go ahead take that road. <laughs> I can wait. I'm patient. But I think a classically trained, classically educated person, by the time they're mature and uh, willing to listen and assuming the Lord is moving at that point, I think the gospel makes perfect sense at that point. Good thinkers understand the gospel. Uh, and so that's why I love this and, and love talking about it. Uh, but classical education in terms of growing around the country – which is interesting because a lot of people go, well, that's kind of old school. That's kind of old fashioned. But it, it really isn't. It works. <laughs> it, it does. And the, the works part is the piece that has got so many people so excited because the uh, classical schools, I mean, this began to some extent being – it began being re- recovered in the 80s. 
And a lot of I mean, the homeschooling movement has a huge part of this story. Uh, homeschool moms read Dorothy Sayers' Law Schools yeah. of Learning, decided let's do this. Susan Weisbauer is one of the first people to publish materials for that. Memoria Press developed their materials really early on. Um, today, if you look at the classical renewal movement, uh, uh, Christianity Today ran an article by Luis Marcos about a year ago where at least his number was there are 3,000 schools that call themselves classical schools wow. nationwide. And these schools are turning out they're, – they're winning acclaim on national metrics in terms of math and reading yeah. scores. And they're doing that not, by, not because they're the best in the world at using some tech gadget. There are lots of schools that are better at using tech. Sure. These are schools that are dedicated to teaching students to love learning, that treat them as full human beings, and insist that they need to learn these habits if they want to live a full and happy life. Yeah. No guarantees, of course. Nobody of course. can guarantee happiness. Right. But – these are the schools that are teaching, actually, virtue matters a lot. And I would agree with most of what you said earlier, because I think I've, that uh, in terms of the way that the classical education works with Christianity, uh, I just finished teaching a church history class at, at my church oh, in, yeah, here cool. in Raleigh, and I was reminded of uh, Tertullian's line, what does Athens have to do with Jerusalem? <laughs> or what, is, what does pagan learning have to do with yeah. Christian learning? Yeah, yeah. And Augustine's answer, at least, is that uh, Christians need to plunder Egyptian gold. He goes back to that moment in Exodus when the Hebrews leave their captivity, and God tells them, right. ask your neighbors to give you some gold. And, they, and God softens and the Egyptians' did, hearts, right? and they do. And Augustine said that's what Christians should do with secular learning. They should take all the secular learning that's good, that aligns with truth, and they should use it. At the same time, I think the the reverse happens too, that people – and this is part of why I love working for Thales College and and have been working for the academy – that – uh, it, it makes every day has the possibility of being around people who are open to truth or open to gospel conversations, mm-hmm. but don't themselves understand it all. They, but they still have the uh, God-shaped void within yeah, their hearts. That's right. And they, and as well, I'm teaching logic. I'm literally laying the foundations for them someday to be able to read the Book of right. Romans like Martin Luther did, and just be utterly convicted right. by the power of God. Yeah, as they think through it properly. Mm-hmm. That's what Martin had not thought properly, he beat the tar out of himself. He tried all <laughs> kinds of other stuff. But then he, when he fact, actually finally started to intellectually, honestly, uh, sincerely study the Word of God, I mean, then you get the Reformation. You get everything yeah. else. Not that Martin Luther's a perfect person because he never has been and never would be in, without Christ like any of us. But, yeah, I love that. That th- I do the same thing. Let's go plunder the Egyptian gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, truth is truth no matter where you find it. And if it's true, I can go find some truth, believe it or not, uh, on the campus of UNC Chapel Hill. I know it's truth when I find it because I can equate it to the word of God. And then the other stuff I just toss. I'm like, that's garbage. Uh, so that's that's Pharaoh and worshiping a frog. OK, I can leave that behind. <laughs> but there's other things here. They go, OK, that, that's true. They're not going to they're not going to ever no. want to acknowledge where that comes from. But I know where it comes from. And that's that. That's that taking every thought captive that sets itself up against mm-hmm. the knowledge of God, not being conformed to the patterns of this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind and Colossians not being taken in by deceptive philosophies. That stuff's all over the place. Mm-hmm. But your brain better be working. And then, okay, now, not that every Christian needs to be an intellectual Christian to be saved, because you don't, because that's a spiritual matter. But uh, for a lot of us, it sure does help. 
Well, and it's it's part of what it's part of how we love God with all our minds. Yeah. It's a it's it's a vital part of Christian discipleship that we are Amen. seeking to know who God is, not just know that He loves us, but to understand intellectually the nature of that love, mm. so that we are not deceived by false understandings of love or false explications of it. Uh, the knowledge of the truth is what sets us free. I mean, not and that 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 requires actually comprehending that truth. Yeah. What kind of what kind of families are you finding that are drawn to Thales College. And again, we're talking to Josh Herring today, who's a professor of classical education, which is one of the majors at Thales College. Thales, T-H-A-L-E-S, thalescollege.org. Family, students, help us get to know who's yeah. coming. No, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, we have several students who are coming to us from a homeschool background. Uh, those students are predominantly looking, they, they've already decided that the wider culture is going in a direction that they're not interested in. <laughs> and uh, yes. uh, they want to do something a little bit different. Yeah. So they're not interested in kind of the mainstream college experience. And they're looking at us and they're really excited about, okay, I can get a college degree. I can graduate with little to no debt and pretty sure if I work my internships right, I can walk out with job offers after right. on graduation. We've also got students who, for a variety of reasons, uh, some students who were looking at uh, really interesting competitive college offers, but um, decided that they actually didn't want to go away f- too far away from home. Yeah. And so the idea of staying right here in Wake County, but living in Wake Forest is, is very attractive. Mm. We've got other students who, um, I'm trying to say this delicately, uh, did are very good students, but are really not so great on test taking. So they thought they were going to come out well yeah. on college applications, All and that mess. they were surprised because uh, I, I spent a year as a, a college counselor for Thales Rollsville, and I was told my students like. Get your, your dream schools, get your safety schools, and treat all of this like you're going to Vegas and you're playing roulette. <laughs> you have no guarantee that's right, that's that right. you're going to get in. Yeah. You can do everything right, but you don't know what that college is really looking for mm-hmm. and what they're going to admit. Yeah. And this past summer's Supreme Court case about racist biases behind some of our biggest colleges admissions practices uh, just proves that nobody yeah. knows what's actually going to happen. Right. So we had some students who were like, well, I'm not quite – I'm not going where I wanted to go. And all of a sudden, like, well, hey, let me check out Thales College. Uh, we also have a dual enrollment program that we uh, offer for high school juniors and seniors. And we have a lot of – we've had a few students who have gone through that. And because they've met the professors, they know they like this dialogical yeah. teaching style. Yeah. They like the students that they're with. They decide, you know what? Let's do it. One of my I'm favorite Russian families has a student at Thales. College. Oh, excellent. Yes. <laughs> she, I, I think I know who you're talking about. I'm not <laughs> going to say your name on the air. Right, I'm not going to yeah. say it on the air, but uh, they know who they are. They might be listening right now. And she was one of my students. Fantastic. And when I found out she was going there and, and her uh, her mom is was so excited, I'm like, it makes perfect sense. There's a trajectory there mm-hmm. for homeschoolers anyway uh, to maintain this, this direction and this desire to have uh, our sons and daughters be good thinkers. Uh, good thinkers and purposeful people that look at the world as something that they need to get in there, work with excellence, be able to think well. And the great thing for young people today, Josh, as you know, is the vast, the overwhelming majority of their peers don't have that. Mm-hmm. You're, they're sure. really getting dumber all I, the time, to well, be brutally you, honest about it. You ask about our students. I will tell you, I think all of our students, uh, yeah, I'd say all of them, all of our students are intellectually alert. Mm. They're curious. And they are joyful in their studies. Yeah. Uh, they come to class each day prepared, and they're excited about what they're going to learn. They're ready to talk about it with each other. I love that. And they form these really tight-knit relationships. One other category I should mention, um, so this is another piece that's kind of unique. I don't know of any other 
uh, classical liberal arts specifically focused college that has a mechanical engineering program. Yeah, that's fascinating. That's we do have a couple students who came to us particularly for the mechanical engineering program because they they love all the other stuff, but they know that's that's what they were put on this earth to do. Yeah, they they're want predisposed to be engineers. To and that's something that we offer uh, in part because Bob Luddy loves engineering. He's built that into the Thales <laughs> yes. Academy model. And then that's something that we bring to the table that's yeah. truly unique. Yeah, that's super cool, which a lot of people wouldn't expect that. And we'll talk about kind of what's down the road for Thales College, thalescollege.org. Uh, a little bit more about getting involved. There's an open house coming up on October 28th. It's right here in the Raleigh area. So you can go check it out. Get this on the radar screen for your sons, your daughters, grandsons, granddaughters. If you want to be purposeful about their future and about their education, Thales College is something you need to understand. October 28th, the open house. We're talking to Josh Herring. We'll be right back. They're not bad for a summer home. <laughs> there we the go. Vanderbilts. Oh. We need a summer place. Well, uh, what 180,000 square feet do out there at the Biltmore? Welcome back. It's Steve <laughs> Noble, the Steve Noble Show. Josh Herring's here with me today, professor of classical education at Thales College. He was with Thales Academy which goes all the way back to 2007. If you're here in the Raleigh area, you know, probably are very familiar with Thales. They just continue to grow. I think they have 14 campuses now, most of them in the Triangle, but one in, right, one in Tennessee, one mm -hmm. in Virginia, uh, and, and just amazing classical education and not public schools, not charter schools. This is a private school. Mm -hmm. uh, very affordable, like even Thales Academy starting at 5,000 and high school 6,500. Most private Christian schools are nine grand, 10 grand and most. Uh, and with a, with an incredible education, and then of course uh, Thales College, and moving into that, and and you talked a little bit about just tell us a little bit about the the kind of the classroom environment uh, because you mentioned the word immersive. These are very small classes. There's only 14 students there right now. Which you sit there and go, well, uh, I don't know. My my kid really wants a college experience. Okay, well, there's things that you could, that it, it's okay to go to Egypt, and but there's probably don't want to. I'm not a big proponent of it. For some students, it's fine. Our daughter goes to UNCW. She had no interest in going to a tiny little school, but she was she's very strong in her faith. Oh. So now we're like, you're on mission here, girl. So let's get down there and get going. About something like this with small classes at the college level, especially with this type of education, that is highly unusual. It's really an incredible opportunity if it, you're really serious really about education. I mean, I think we use the language of a, a micro college to help mm. students understand that this this already is something different from the get go. Yeah, uh, we're we're never trying to we're not trying to have our campus have ten thousand students. That's just not what we are. Uh, instead, we want a close knit environment where our professors actually know our students because we think that's really key Imagine to that. formation. Uh, so, just in in contrast, I think it's something my my high school students had sort of they they would go to uh, an NC State football game or a, a Chapel Hill basketball game yeah. and they'd fall in love with the place sure but what they didn't realize is that and I I got this from a friend of mine who's a professor at NC State you don't get small classes until you're in really junior and senior year and right. upper level major courses your entry level courses are going to run between 200 and 400 students your the professor is going to lecture, and then uh, your TA, who is a graduate student and may or may not have, and may or may not be a dissertation yeah, stage, yeah. but he's focused on his own studies. But he's running this section for the professor. The TA is the one who might know your name, and he's who your feedback's going to come from. We think that college is really a matter of taking these professors and tasking them with the formation of students through these courses. Yeah. So our typical pedagogy is very discussion-oriented. Uh, we'll occasionally, I'll just speak for, for my classes, um, I'll occasionally give a lecture of at most about 10 or 12 minutes. And really, class every day is based on 
I assigned these 10 pages to be read or 20 pages or 30 pages, depending on the class. And uh, we come in and I have questions ready and I'm ready to dig into like what's going on in this passage and what's what's at stake here. Why does this matter? And I want my students to really understand all of those things. Yeah, well, you're you're it's discipleship really in an educational environment, mm-hmm. and that can't happen at a regular college campus. And when you're one of two hundred or one of three hundred, one of four hundred, just cattle going through the, through the I, mechanism. There, and there are students who thrive in that sure, environment, sure. but those are those really are the students who have already figured out mm-hmm. at age eighteen that they will get into a class setting what they put into it. Right. And I don't think that's every student. Not every student no. is ready to just go be one of the herd. And but. We can we can customize that so much more when we have really small classes. Yeah, yeah. And and does it are they pretty ready to engage or mm-hmm. or yeah? You don't have to drag it out of them. No, I mean, uh, uh, in one sense, it's the same as really any any class environment. Once students know what the expectations mm-hmm. are and they know what the parameters are and they see what the goal is of the class and they see that that connects to their good, they're they're ready. They they see oh, I need to know this uh, so. For a quick example, I walked into a room the other day, and there's four guys standing around a whiteboard. I'm like, what, what's going on? What are you all doing? I walk over, and they have a uh, – their calculus professor had set them a problem, and they had to turn the circle into an octagon in order to find the proper area, and they had to apply this formula. I wouldn't be in that class. I Well, well you would if you were taking our core. We, 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 Uh-oh. All students take calculus oh, one man. and physics one as part of our, our, our classical core. Uh, but they were they were all working it through, and they were mm. figuring it out. And it was just this beautiful moment yeah. of students owning their own education. Yeah, yeah. that's so important. I, my buddy Bill on Facebook Live, a recovering attorney, retired now. He said the model, small classes in a Q&A where the lecturer, quote-unquote, is the facilitator, has the best educational results, oh. uh, which is exactly right because that's kind of life on life. It's very – hey, listen, let's go – Let's go hang out with Plato. Let's go hang out with Socrates. Let's go hang out at the school there in Athens and have these conversations and chew through stuff. Well, that really is what Jesus did with his his yep. apostles. I mean, he three had, years, just like a three year yeah. program, just like you guys. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I threw that out there for uh, free. Yep, I, I see that. <laughs> no, he uh, he literally he changed the world with twelve men, and really he he got eleven of the twelve. Yeah, we really understood the mission That's right. and. Uh, but I mean, he had his public sermons for for the crowds. Sure. But really, those those eleven guys spent three years living with him, talking with him, seeing everything. And we only get a scant view of exactly yep. what he was teaching them. But obviously, uh, it did. It changed. It literally yeah. changed the world. What's your favorite thing about teaching at Thales College? And then, what's your favorite thing just about the college in general? Uh, I love the fact that I really can plan for a conversational class and that my students will do the work in order to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really can then, we can take the, the in, in my view, the best approach to teaching is to see that the, the teacher doesn't really have a huge, there, there's nothing essentially different from me versus my students, except that I've read this material yeah. before and I'm coming at it with a few more years of life and thought yeah. behind yeah. it. And together we approach the text and we learn what the text has to teach us. And I get to do that every day. It's It's wonderful. My favorite thing about the college is really the potential we have to give students an option. Uh, right now, I had a phenomenal option. I went to Hillsdale College. Uh, in, oh, that's right. I forgot for, about yep. that. 
uh, for for undergrad. Uh, the difficulty with Hillsdale College is that not everyone can go there. Yeah. And we want to provide students here in Wake County with a different option, which is why any listening students in Wake County should definitely come check us out at our open house. Uh, that's going to be on October 28th. You can find out all the details at thalescollege.org slash open house. Yeah, it's right there on the homepage. You can find it because Hillsdale's not cheap. It's not. Now, college isn't cheap, period. But can I ask what the tuition is for Yes, Thales yes, college? yes. We are, our tuition is $4,000 per semester, which, uh, average, which comes what? out to $32,000 across three years in tuition. Uh, now, dude, to, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> that's a, that's a uh, warning, Will Robinson does not compute. You're too young to understand that reference. But no, the, no, no. That was lost in space. Right. I got you. Very good. Excellent. So I'm like, what? But, but this is part of uh, the brilliance of what Bob Luddy has done. That you can get an excellent education and mm-hmm. it be very affordable. Yep. Because his goal is an excellent education. That's it. It's not how do we turn this thing into a cash cow. It needs to make no. money. It needs to be in the black. We all understand that. It needs to break even. It needs that, to break even. That is the other thing that I do love about us. I mean that um, uh, we do not do fundraising. Mm. Like we 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 will if your if your stu- if your child comes here, uh, that does not mean that you have signed up for a lifetime subscription. <laughs> so please donate to our latest campaign fund. I got another email from thalescollege.org <laughs> backslash uh, alumni support. Yeah, we 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 just don't do that. Instead, wow. Bob wants a school that is financially stable. Uh, so where our model is such that as enrollment grows, That's we hit amazing. that point and uh, we're, we're able to do what we do. Well, the thing about when people go big college, college experience, I'm like, OK, I, th- I think we all understand when you send your kids off to Rome to be educated, don't be surprised when they come back a Roman. Oh. Right. Yeah. And, and that's just the deal. And, and now not that's not a blanket statement. There are. Uh, our oldest, who's now in San Francisco, went to a very liberal environment, media arts college in in uh, Orlando. And he's he's one of the most academically theo- uh, theologically rigorous people I know of all ages. I mean, literally. And and he was just fine. But th- that was him. That's not he, he. I would not say he was normal. And our youngest daughter's at, like I said, is at UNCW and she's strong in her yeah. faith and she understands the world and she understands what she's walking into. She's in their eyes wide open. And, and she realizes, okay, this is, uh, I need to get educated. I need to, I need to make a difference in this world. And, but I know where I am. Mm-hmm. I know I'm, I know I'm in Rome and uh, I, I don't belong here. I'm not, I'm a, I'm a foreigner. I'm a sojourner. Uh, and I, I think that's a, that's a very real experience. A lot of students have, uh, I'm not convinced that every student must have that experience. Yeah, I think there's a I agree. There's there's value in going to a college that says actually our fundamental point for existence is to help you study reality really deeply. Yeah. And we're not going to spend all day every day fighting against reality. Instead, we're going to study it and wonder at it and learn to live well in it. Yeah. And that's really what we're doing, whether it's in the education or business or the engineering fields or whether it's in classical core. We're, we're always studying the complicated world God has made and learning to live well within it. Yeah, which is awesome. What, what are the, some of the things uh, out there in the future that you guys are dreaming and working towards? For oh, Daily yeah, so, so many things. I mean, we're, uh, we're, we've got a lot of plans going currently about how we can continue building out different internship partnerships for our students. Because uh, with each new group of students, we, we need to help them find yep. the right fit for them. Uh, we've got a uh, – I can't say many details about either of these. 
but we are in hopes of a regular lecture series where we're able to bring in top scholars ah, to uh, do public events. So, uh, And anybody who wants to know about those, uh, you can go to thaleascollege.org, get on our mailing list. Are you familiar with Socrates in the City in New York that uh, Eric Metaxas does? Oh, He'll bring I, I know Eric Metaxas. Some of the greatest thinkers. Program. He'll have a conversation mm-hmm. with them, and it's a relatively yep. small setting, but you bring in yep. some of the greatest thinkers. I mean, we're, we're, be awesome. we're actively discussing like what kind of uh, could we put on so a sort of a conference. Yeah, yeah. And we're trying to go to as many schools in the area to let them know that we do, in fact, exist and are an option for their students. Yeah. So exciting. So the open house, that's October 28th. That's right. Uh, at what location? Which What's the location? For uh, it's going to be Thales College uh, over in Wake Forest. Okay, thalescollege.org. Uh, open house is right on there. But if, if there's a backslash, what is it? Uh, thalescollege.org backslash open house. Open house. Okay, so that's there coming up on October 28th, uh, regardless of what age your children or grandchildren are. Get this on the radar screen. Uh, we need to be very purposeful about our education. Don't just assume that the regular path is what we need to do. We've, we've seen the results of that, and that's why I'm so excited about Thales College. Thaleescollege.org, open house on October 28th. Josh Herring, thanks for being here, my friends. Great uh, having you. Thanks, we'll, Steve. This we'll do great. it again. Uh, this is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, Ever forward.